0: And now, a Blaze Media Podcast. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. How in the world are you? So, Uncle Ben's... Yes, Uncle Ben's... Rice products... Has finally... Got the hit. And it's about... Freaking time. Okay? We mentioned it when all the Aunt Jemima stuff was going down. Did they do anything? No. Well, they finally have. They are dropping... The Uncle Ben's rice products to Ben's original. And they're dropping the logo uh, depicting a Chicago head waiter as part of the company's previously plans to create a more inclusive brand. Oh, okay. So it took them all this time to figure out that they were going to still use the same blue font and orange packaging and it's going to say Ben's original. We're just getting rid of the. Black guy on the cover. Oh, okay. Yep, I know. So, I'm sure there's heightened criticism. Um, When the origins are rooted in racial stereotypes, are they? Are they? Mars Rice brand was named in the 1940s for Uncle Ben. Nobody knows if it's a real character or not. It's a product with a name. They gave it a story, a black rice farmer from Texas, renowned for his high-quality crop. It featured the face of Frank Brown, head waiter at an exclusive Chicago restaurant who posed for the Uncle Ben's portrait. I'm guessing he posed under duress because he never would have done that had he realized that the company was going to use his face on the product to sell the product. Wait, he knew that? Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. I guess for some it had overtones of servitude (laughs) okay did it I mean when you purchased a box of Uncle Ben's rice and I have one in my cupboard as we speak did you think oh there's that guy it's got overtones of servitude no no also what's good is the privately held food and pet products company is also going to partner with the National Urban League and donate $2 million to a scholarship fund for aspiring black chefs. And the company will donate another $2.5 million to educational programs and food access efforts within the community of Greenville, Mississippi, where the products have been manufactured for 40 years. Yeah, employing people in this community hasn't been enough. Okay. All right, well, anyway, like I said, they finally got the news. Thankfully, it's no more Uncle Ben's original, okay? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. I want it off the shelves now. It's just, I mean, it is Ben's original. Whew, screwed that up. It's not Uncle Ben's. It's Ben's original with no picture, so you can feel better about purchasing rice. So, did you see the story about the uh, oldest living U.S. Marine in the United States? She joined the Marines in 1943, and that's right, I said she. She trained at Camp Lejeune, stationed at Quantico, primarily in an administrative role. She is 107 years old. That's pretty darn good. Now, there was no mention in the story of her diet or what she's been doing and how she's been getting along. But you don't live to 107 without a little pain in your life. So I hope that if she has a lot of pain, someone goes to her and says, Hey, relief factor would work for you. Don't you know that? Don't you know that, Sergeant Dot Cole? I hope she does. If she doesn't, somebody get her a message that she needs relief factor factor. Okay. I mean, over 50 million Americans miss work due to pain, obviously. And I don't know. I say, obviously she probably hasn't worked in a while at 107, but she might, she may still be working. And if she does, she could be in a lot of pain. So she probably needs relief factor. Somebody should tell her, Hey, dot. go to relieffactor.com and get yourself some help. You can get their three-week quick start for only nineteen 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start go on to order more. And I bet she would be in that 70%. Okay? I mean, really, of the people that are spending money on pain relief, 66% of them expect to live the rest of their life in some pain. Wow. And... <sighs> look... I've been in pain with my knees and my shoulders and my back for, you know, almost my entire life. My first knee surgery was when I was 14 years old. And that was back a long, long time ago. So I understand the need for some sort of pain relief. And that's where relief factor comes in. It works. It's amazing. Relief factor. I I take it three times a day. Uh, I've, I've run out once. And that was a huge mistake. A huge mistake. Don't run out. Don't be like me and run out thinking, oh, I feel fine. Oh, I need Relief Factor for. Uh, dummy, that's why you feel fine. You were taking Relief Factor. Oh, uh, okay. So get yourself the three-week quick start and get yourself feeling better and out of pain with Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com. Get that three-week quick start for only nineteen ninety five and get out of pain today with Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com. I don't know about you, but I was concerned uh, at the grocery store the other day because there weren't huge displays of canned pumpkin in the stores. And I thought, hey, is there a pumpkin shortage? Well, I'm not alone. There were people all over uh, commenting about, hey, how come there's a shortage on pumpkin? Of course there's a shortage on pumpkin. It's 2020. Guess what? Nope, no shortage. They just had a late crop. Okay, there's plenty of pumpkin. Relax. You'll be able to get your canned pumpkin and enjoy it. There's nothing like sitting down to a brand spanking new open can of pumpkin. Put a little whipped cream on that bad boy and you're good to go. Or you can use it to make pies or whatever you want to use your pumpkin for. But there is no shortage. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know One of the farmers said, hey, don't worry about it Sure, there was a late crop <laughs> Yeah, we're fine though And uh, Libby's pumpkin canning is uh, good to go Okay, we're processing We're just a little bit behind on our processing Because of the late crop Alright, we planted late because of rain delays So it's fine They go on to say that, you know Sure, uh, it's uh, not an overabundant crop. It's just a normal crop. So there's going to be plenty of pumpkin for Halloween and Thanksgiving. So (sighs) take a breath and know that you're going to have your pumpkin by. So I see the headline, Tommy DeVito died. And I thought, Tommy DeVito, yeah, he was in the group four seasons. And, uh, you know, that was Ages ago, right? I mean, they, they got together back in the 50s under a different band name. I think they were called uh, Valley and the Veritones and the Four Lovers. And then in 1960, they created the Four Seasons and he was one of the co-founders. Now, he hasn't been with them since 1971. All right. Now he came and came back when they had Jersey Boys, the movie, and you know, uh, uh, Broadway was doing some stuff, but he hasn't been a part of the group really since 1971. And I thought weird. And I remember hearing that uh, the one guy laughed because he couldn't hear anymore. He went deaf. Uh, Yeah, uh, that's not what happened. Okay. Uh, we find out now that he, and he passed away. All right. And I'm sorry about him passing away. He was 92. He died of complications from coronavirus. You know, it was sad. And I don't want to see anybody pass away from anything. But uh, it I was interesting to finally read a little bit of the story about what happened because the Four Seasons has always been, uh, you know, their origins about, uh, you know, being uh, brushes with the Genovese mob family and you know the drug addiction and you all know Frankie Valley and you know he was in the he was in the Sopranos which means he was in a TV show about the mob so he had to know about the mob right and uh, so he DeVito left the group in 1971 and publicly they said it was a hearing problem uh-uh, wrong he had run up enormous gambling debts and, and a tax bill and so they kicked him out of the group Valley and the other guy, one of the other seasons or seasoners, uh, said, you know what? We'll pay the bill. So they got him out. They kicked him out of the group. They paid his, his gambling debt, which I'm sure was to the Genovese mob family. And they saved his life, right? They said, don't kill him. We'll pay him off. And they did. They paid him off. They paid the tax bill off, but they kicked him out. Have a nice day. Right? So, uh, I'm guessing that it's still the gambling thing may have been a little bit of a problem because he w- was reported that he passed away in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, I don't know. Sure, you could live in Las Vegas and not gamble. Absolutely, you can. But if you were known to have a huge gambling problem young in your younger years, why would you be living in one of the gambling capitals of the world. Anyway, I just found that fascinating to know that what the truth was behind him. uh, I'm sorry, behind him leaving the group in 1971. (laughs) Just struck me funny. And of course they had the the get-together with uh, Defund the Mob. uh, I mean, with uh, the brushes with the mob, they paid the gambling debts off. I was thinking about defunding because, uh, I was reading the uh, Alyssa so Milano story is just incredible to me. Uh, you know, so there was reported that she called nine one one and, uh, because they, she thought she had, someone was shooting a weapon on her property and you know I, they were concerned and I, I get being concerned, well, you know, someone's shooting a weapon off on your property. She lives in this, I don't know, acre and a half property just north of LA it's uh you know an 8,000 square foot two and a half million dollar home gated community gated driveway into her property I get that I mean for Alyssa Milano to only have 8,000 square feet worth two and a half million kind of a dump but I digress so they heard the, the gunshots and instead of going out and checking out what was going on it's reported that hubby calls 911 and again I get it she had a stalker before and I'm sure she's had more than one stalker you know so it's it's a uh, it is a uh, you know a safety thing however however the uh, Alyssa Milano hypocrites who have done nothing to promote the police department they have done everything to rip apart the police department with their hashtag defund the police movement decides the first thing when she needs help, she's going to dial nine one one and hope for the police to show up. Okay. And they did. Seven Ventura County Sheriff vehicles shows up. One K-9 unit. A police helicopter. One Los Angeles Fire Department team. I mean, they were, everybody showed up. And good, right? I mean, that's what they're supposed to do. But, Miss Defund the Police, uh, yeah, you're lucky they showed up. My friend, you're lucky they showed up. That might not happen, especially with, uh, seven county sheriffs, the canine unit, the police helicopter, I mean, the fire department, yeah, defund them, defund them. They'll, they'll, no problem. The A, if they have that at the ready and B, do they want you to, do they want to show up at your place that fast? I don't know. I I hope they do. I mean, that's their job, right? But they did and they searched the they searched the property they were looking for this gunman in fact it was reported that they were looking for this an older 40-year-old man dressed in black oh okay no problem and that's what they were looking for except um uh, no one of the one of the teenagers in the area was out uh, shooting his uh air gun and he was shooting his air gun at squirrels and he witnessed the emergency response and said hmm wonder if they were looking for me so he turned himself in and he said yeah I was out shooting my air gun at squirrels so it wasn't an older man it was just a teenager in the neighborhood uh, it doesn't say whether he was shooting the gun on Alyssa's property or not but close enough for them to hear it right they only live on a little over an acre like I said it's a dump but my point is, is that Miss Defund the Police was quick to call the police. And she took such a beating for it that she did an interview with Fox, which is surprising in and of itself, that it was, and she, this is why she did it, because she was getting beat up by uh, many people who, you know, I would say frequent Fox News and uh, the Fox Network, that uh, it was a neighbor who called the police. Oh! Oh, so the original stories where they were talking about you and your husband and how worried he was because you had a stalker and they you they were concerned for your safety that they immediately called police. That wasn't true? Oh, okay. No problem, Melissa. You go ahead and keep with your hashtag defunding the police department, okay? <laughs> Don't you worry about it. They'll come when you call. You know they will. Right? Right. You know, throughout this pandemic, this uh, lockdown that we've been in since, uh, you know, the 1st of April, mid-March, you've found out who your local leaders are, I'm sure. And you've also realized that these people that have been put in charge that were elected, and you maybe didn't vote, Or, you know, you didn't vote in that last mayoral election. You know, the city council, you missed that vote. And so you just, it's, you know, you you just don't seem to care. Well, this is where, uh, these are the times when you realize how important your vote is. Oh my God, I sound like Facebook. I can't go onto any social media account with the register to vote. You must vote. You must vote. That's another story. But my point is is a story broke about Washington, D.C., and the new plan called Streetery Winter Ready. Now, this was, uh, you know, promoted by the mayor, Muriel Bowser, who has proven just what a smart, cutting-edge, think-out-of-the-box leader she is. She announced that uh, an investment of $4 million to help small businesses winterize outdoor dining areas and maintain outdoor dining operations in the district through the streetery winter ready grant program so it's a grant i mean they're giving you the money okay and they they're giving you the money so there's restrictions on indoor dining. Restaurants are, you know, really struggling and so many restaurants opened up uh, eating venues out on their sidewalks. And they put in umbrellas and whatever so that they could be open and serve food, right? And they I mean it's outside, so the big deal is, you know, you still social distance if you're indoors and capacity is only twenty five percent at every third table, whatever it is. And you have to wear a mask when you walk in, you don't have to wear it while you're eating, it's just a little overwhelmingly stupid. Well, did you think it could get stupider? Because <laughs> it can't. <laughs> they have uh, this program, the Streetery Eatery Program, is going to help businesses winterize, like it was reported. So they're going to be able to let restaurants uh, work with these grants to bring in tents, heaters. Propane, lighting, furniture, advertising, marketing, and outdoor operational costs. They want to preserve dining in D.C. Well, what they're doing is this really is they're creating indoor dining outdoors. So that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Why not? It just it seems like common sense that you would allow these restaurants to be open. If you want to go into a restaurant, that is your choice. Now, if you want to give these restaurants grant money, let give them money to help create a better airflow inside. Uh, look at their air conditioning system and or their heating system and their air movement from the kitchen to outside and the airflow from the front door to the back and vents to the front to the back so that you're creating an airflow because the whole point of not allowing COVID to get in you is that you're outside, right? But now we're going to pretend that we're still allowing people to eat outside only inside wow wow just <sighs> dumb dumb is what it is i just it's the only word that characterizes the streetery winter ready grant program Dumb. <laughs> all right let's go to the break room and uh, get something ice cold to drink and refreshing and full-size today by the way <laughs> Yes, I, I found some in my local area, the regular 12 fluid ounces. All right. So a clickbait story is one that would say, let's say the headline says, a Florida woman has been accused of driving a motorized shopping cart through target, drinking wine, eating sushi and cinnamon rolls. Now you think to yourself, that's a story I want to read. Uh, At least I would. (laughs) That's a story I want to read. So I click on it. Although, because you think to yourself, wait, so what? Um, If I'm shopping at a Target and I'm on a motorized shopping cart or I'm pushing a cart, if I want to eat something, I eat it. And you leave the package in the cart and you pay for it when you go through the line. That's the way it works, right? I mean, who, who among us has not done that? don't tell me you haven't eaten something uh, and put it in your cart to pay for it later as you go through the line and it's already gone you just have the packaging I mean that was the deal that's the deal with produce right uh, you can uh, that's tough because you you have a banana or you have grapes and you're eating the grapes and since it's you know you're purchasing uh, the grapes and other products by weight it's tough to purchase them later. But you still, you know, you kind of add maybe, you know, you four apples in a bag and you eat one. Well, you know, then you add another separate apple at the end, right? You pay, you put three on the scale and then you take one out of the bag and you put one more on the bag. That's how you pay for that. All right. Of course, you would never just throw the apple core away and not pay for it. That would be wrong. Anyway, Uh, so there's the, there's the headline and you think all of those things are going through your mind. You're like, oh, there's a great story. What happened? I want to know what happened. And they have a mug shot up as part of the story when you click on it. And then you see the headline is a Florida woman has been accused, right? Well, why is the mug shot say Atlanta, Georgia? That's because it's not a real story and it's very disappointing. It's a story you want to be real, but it's not. And it's uh, and they go back and they show you. You find out that it's an old picture and it's an old hat. So these websites are really doing a disservice to great stories, and that bumps me out because you. I really wanted that story to be real, and I wanted to be mad at Target. I wanted to be mad at the people who would be for not sipping some wine and. Uh, eating some sushi and cinnamon rolls while she's shopping at Target. And plus, I mean, is th- you're drinking wine, eating sushi and cinnamon rolls? That doesn't sound too good together. Wine and sushi? Sure. Cinnamon rolls? No, that does not sound... You add cinnamon rolls to that? I love cinnamon rolls. I'm a fan. I know that comes as a surprise, I'm a fan of cinnamon rolls, just not while drinking wine and eating sushi. But anyway, I, I just I, I just be careful. Websites are putting out those clickbait stories and we all get caught and it's very disappointing. It's very, very disappointing. I know. I don't look at me like that. I mean you should be able to peruse your way through a grocery store and or an all-purpose target. And if I'm done they, they're the ones that put the groceries in the store and I'm hungry, I've got the cart, and I want some crackers and maybe some cheese and a soda, you know, I'm good to go. You should be, you're allowed to do that. And I say you should be, I've never had a problem. I mean, I've grabbed sodas and stuff like that and, and drank them as you're going through the store and just bring them up as you go out. I mean, people, all people put stuff in a shopping cart and they think it's their stuff as you're going through the store when technically it's not right. I mean, that's the argument too, of you eating and drinking things that you put in your shopping cart, because technically it's not your product until after you pay for it. But you know, that's a good legal argument of making, uh, the food in whatever you put in the shopping cart as your property. Right? (laughs) So silly. Uh, Hey, if you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to this show, Chewing the Fat, please do so. Uh, We're available on all platforms. There's a a plethora of platforms out there. uh, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, just to name a few, uh, that you can subscribe to this show on. And there's plenty of other platforms that I didn't mention that you can subscribe to this show on. So just become a... Subscriber to Chewing the Fat, please. I'm I'm asking nicely, I'm not being mean. I'm not calling you a loser for not subscribing. I, I I have called you a you know a freeloader in the past, but you know the show is free, so I'd rather be let you be a you know subscription freeloader than just a freeloader. But I'm not doing that. I'm being nice and asking you nicely to just subscribe to the podcast Chewing the Fat. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. And, you know, as long as you're, as long as you're, you know, subscribing to the, to the podcast, it's, you know, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. (laughs) That's Chewing the Fat, too. It's got the same name. (laughs) And you might as well just subscribe to that, too. Okay? And I'll ask nicely, please. Thank you. Hear that sound? That's the clock ticking on the Ellen DeGeneres show. I thought that maybe her, you know, this first week and the opening monologue would buy her a little bit of time. But I think I was wrong. I think I was wrong there and I'm right at she's done. It's over. Right. We've already seen the headlines now that opening monologue gets slammed for being completely tone deaf. And so they're giving her a hard time about that. Doesn't seem authentic. Ellen's statement was tone deaf. Uh, it was just incredible that she got beat up for that. And I, I didn't think it was that bad because she's a comedian too, or comedian, or whatever you want to call her. So, I mean, she's got to be kind of funny. That's what made her famous, right? Well, then we get the story. <laughs> Uh, we get the story the next day that talks about uh, Ellen DeGeneres is already getting annoyed at how nice she has to be on set (laughs) so I mean the story is that uh, now everybody thinks they can come up and talk to her and tell her things and uh, you know silly drama and she's not going to get any work done and they they go running into her office and talk to her about everything and complain about little things, and she has to be nice to them. Well, I would say a couple things to that. No, uh, that's why you have an assistant, and you create that uh, that little wall between you and the workers. I know that sounds evil, but that's the way it works. But right now, maybe she can't, so that she's uh, you know been put in this vulnerable situation. Okay. All right, no problem. So she's getting beat up for something that, you know, isn't... We don't even know if it's really happening, right? We just know it's being reported from a source that she's getting annoyed because everyone thinks they can walk into her office and complain. So her days are numbered. I'm right. This proves it. This first week is going to be... I mean, I, I'm I'm big on... uh on uh, what's your face Drew Barrymore taking over the Ellen DeGeneres slot and so last week was her first week she got great press I talked to you a little bit about the fashion statement she needs to make like get away from what she's wearing but you know the breaking stuff this week is just let the show kind of go the second week let Ellen have a little bit of the heat and let her get beat up and then come back strong at least if I were you know part of the Drew Barrymore marketing team they can call me I'll help them out. But, you know, they probably don't need my help because they've already listened to the show and they know what they have to do to bring down Ellen and it's working. So I'm telling you, I I believe that all along I was right. The clock is ticking on the Ellen DeGeneres show. And you heard it from Chewing the Fat first. So you remember (laughs) the clock may be ticking on the Chicago mayor too, uh, Lori Lightfoot, because there's another mayor of a major city that has proved just what a smart, forward-thinking person she is over this pandemic. But anyway, uh, so the other day I see a headline that says, Live Now, Man on Horseback Leads Police Chase in Illinois. That's the only headline I see. And I laugh and I joke. There's a little snapshot, and it looks like uh, you know, the same horse that uh, the census cowboy was riding. Remember the census cowboy from Chicago? And I, I laugh and I and I and I tweeted out, I quoted, is this the Census co- Cowboy? And thinking that it wasn't, you know, it was just a stupid little joke of somebody, a man on a horse in Illinois. I didn't even know it was in Chicago. And come to find out it was the Census Cowboy. He was taken into custody after his horseback protest on the Dan Ryan Expressway. Wow. Uh, he hold he was holding a sign, cars in tow were reading uh signs with Kids Lives Matter. Said he was riding his horse, uh a new new on the major thoroughfare to bring awareness to children, which is good, I guess. But did he really bring awareness to kids' lives matter while riding his horse, Nunu, on the Dan Ryan with people holding up traffic? And nobody even, the original breaking story didn't even mention that it was the census cowboy trying to make a statement. It was just, guy on a horseback. Yeah, guy on a horseback. I was just really, really weird really weird and i I, you know i guess i you know good for him that he's able to you know get out there and make a little make a little noise for kids because kids lives do matter whether you're on horseback or in a car whatever you're whatever you're riding it does make a difference kids lives do matter So just a reminder that if you, uh, want to communicate with the show, you can always email chewing the fat at the I was reading a story about Gwen Stefani the other day, who, uh, well, they were talking about, uh, the truth about Gwen's plastic surgery. And I'm fascinated by, you know, people getting a little work done and, you know, my theory, uh, three cuts to clown face. So, you know, these people were, you know, making the case that, uh, Gwen has had all this work done. And she still looks pretty good, actually, for the work that you think she probably had done. Now, according to this story, it looks like she's had cheek filler, uh, rhinoplasty, smooth out the bump on the side view of her nose, uh, Botox to drop her upper lip to reduce her gummy smile, lip injections, and a chin implant. (laughs) now another doc a cosmetic and laser medicine expert noted that it appears she's had botox to soften botox to soften her crow's feet and lift her brows and may have also had lip augmentation now they also give the disclaimer that look it is her makeup and lighting and the plastic surgery well it certainly filters uh as well It's you know it's Whatever she may or may not have done, she's a beautiful person. It's definitely hard to deny that. So with all that, see that still, that's why I was thinking of, you know, changing up my three cuts to clown face because you could do so much now that doesn't really constitute a cut. Or does it? And then I get an email. So funny that uh, was how that happens. I got an email to com, telling me that uh, they had just finished a Helen Hunt movie called I See You. Now, that was out before the movie that got me realizing that Helen Hunt was in big trouble called The Night Clerk on Netflix. Okay? So, it wasn't too far before The Night Clerk. I mean, I See You, I think, was in 2019. If I remember right, we can we look at the old Helen Hunt IMDB page and See what that is. Uh, night Clerk was twenty twenty. I see it was two nineteen. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I was pretty close within the within the three cuts to clown face uh, stage, and the email from uh, well, we'll just say he, her, she. I don't think T Strong is uh, you know uh, I don't know what they identify as, so we'll just say an email. Uh said that they just finished uh <laughs> uh she was laughing saying uh that uh I'm wrong. Uh Helen Hunt is Groot. If she were two or three cuts to Clownface, it wouldn't be so bad. A Clownface would be an improvement. I know. And if you're getting that from the movie a year before Nightclerk, oh boy. Cause Nightclerk was not good not good at all and i'm sure that she's had you know there's cuts there there's cuts going on not only cheek filler and you know botox to you know drop the upper lip and reduce the gummy smile maybe some lip injections but you start talking about chin implants and rhinoplasty those are cuts the botox i'm giving you aren't cuts but It does delay the clown face, but it doesn't. I mean, it helps, right? I mean, obviously, if you could do it and do it safely, you'd do it. Everybody wants to look better. I get it. But, you know, when you start implanting other than just injections, now you're talking about cuts and you're well on your way. Three cuts to clown face. And we may have breaking news before this podcast ends today, because it was announced that the grand jury announcement for Brianna Taylor would be announced today, this afternoon. And we've got uh, we've got a reporter in Louisville, and uh, you know at the History Center Museum in Frankfurt. Uh, so you know I'm just saying we were there. Remember we told you yesterday that they have everything boarded up and are ready for. People being a little upset, they've got federal buildings uh, boarded up and people getting ready to burn down the house in Louisville, depending on the outcome of the grand jury. So we're going to find that out today. We don't need the sounder because there is an actual breaking news right now, but it's possible before this show ends that we have breaking news on the Brianna Taylor case, the officers charged or they want them to be charged and that went to the grand jury so we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see what happens you know one quick thing i wanted to talk about today that i haven't had an opportunity to get to yet is uh movie theaters do you know that they are the, the stories are surprised like people aren't coming back to movie theaters really duh you drove us into the house. You told us we couldn't go into the theaters. And now you want us to think it's fine? I mean, I'm okay with you going to the theaters. Go. I didn't want to go to begin with. I wanted the movies in the, in my house. So you people have effectively, and I say you people, I know it wasn't the movie theater industry. They've been hanging on by their fingernails for quite some time. And those fingernails are definitely bending, if not having a few already broken because they're talking about the numbers are not good for any of these big movies. I mean, they're they're happy with, uh, you know, small outcomes. And it's incredible, right? I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's incredible that they, they thought that, hey, the theaters are open, we've got these huge movies, we're all going to go back. Oh, okay. No, what's going to bring in the money is let me watch these movies in my home. And I know you movie theaters don't want to hear about it. And I'm okay with everybody going to the movie theaters to see these movies. But even prior to the lockdown, I told you how I wanted the deal done. You didn't do it. You came close. You made a worse deal than I would have made for you. But you made the deal so that I can watch these movies in my home. Okay? So let's get them to my home. You already realize, Hollywood movie industry, that uh, you need viewers Okay, so don't talk to me about, oh, the movie theaters are limping along and we're trying to get these big movies and why aren't people going to the movie theaters? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know, mister. I know it's extraordinarily challenging marketplace. Well, I realize that, but it's going to be less challenging when I get to watch it in my house. Okay, so let's make that happen. Let's move up the pace just a little bit. Okay. Thank you. And just a quick update on uh bears killing humans. Yes, a grizzly bear has mauled and killed a hunter in an Alaska park this past weekend. Wrangell-St. Elias National Park and Preserve, America's largest national park in Alaska. Guy was on a 10-day moose hunt and he was not bear aware. So, if you're out in the parks, be sure you are bear aware. This public service announcement is brought to you by Chewing the Fat. Chewing the Fat is a podcast on the Blaze Podcast Network. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. Alrighty, well, we have no news when a COVID-19 vaccine will arrive. They're already downplaying uh, the fact that it may arrive before uh, November 4th. But uh, we do have a new way of detecting or at least attempting to detect COVID-19. Uh, Finland at Helsinki Airport is using dogs to sniff and see if you have COVID-19. It's called Wise Nose, a smell detection agency. They have 10 dogs, four per shift. Apparently, there's a study that the dogs can detect COVID-19 with about 100% certainty. Huh. Isn't that interesting? So they are, if you're tested, you're also going to receive a conventional check to make sure the animals are accurate. So if the dog says, hey, this person smells like COVID-19, then you get a test to see if the dog is right. I guess what you do is you swab your skin with a wipe, which they then drop into a cup and they give it to the dog in a separate booth. (laughs) Okay. And so they want to protect the passengers anonymity and also protect the dog handlers. Anyone who tests positive will be sent to an information point at the airport. So they want to protect your anonymity. But if you test positive, hey, you, fat man, you tested positive. Go over to that booth. Get yourself tested again. We want to make sure our dogs are right. Okay? Uh, pretty credible if that's true. All right? according to the program, uh, they can train the hounds to sniff out the coronavirus. I guess uh, it's being run with the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine and Durham University with funding from both the government and the public. So, that's good news. That's good news. Dogs can sniff out COVID. Soon, we'll have dogs sniffing out everything. You will not want to see dogs. And they won't care about your anonymity. I guarantee you that. It'll be the dog coming up, sniffing you, and you being (laughs) thrown down the COVID-19 escalator to get retested and be contact traced and get the hell out of here. I'm just joking. I would never do that. My gosh. Wow. And, of course, with COVID-19 on uh, most people's minds, the CDC has released their holiday rendition of Coping with COVID-19. So, let's start with Halloween, shall we? Many traditional Halloween activities can be high risk for spreading viruses. There are several safer alternative ways to participate in Halloween. If you may have COVID-19 or you may have been exposed to someone with COVID-19, you should not participate in in in-person Halloween festivities and should not give out candy two trick-or-treaters. There's some lower-risk activities, like you can carve or decorate your pumpkins with members of your household and displaying them, carving or decorating pumpkins outside at a safe distance with neighbors or friends. You can decorate your house, apartment, or living space, doing a Halloween scavenger hunt where children are given lists of Halloween-themed things to look for while they walk outdoors from house to house, admiring the Halloween decorations at a distance, Having a virtual Halloween costume contest, having a Halloween movie night with people you live with, having a scavenger hunt style trick or treat search with your household members in or around your home rather than going house to house. And that's special. And that's special. I think it is. I think it's really special. So don't do Halloween. (laughs) No trick or treating. Don't do that. Don't go out and participate in a holiday that is halloween a holiday i guess uh don't participate in this event where they want everyone to wear masks and the event is wearing a mask i mean i told you i I told you they weren't going to let it happen just no way no way they let it happen it's just ridiculous that we're being asked to forego Events that bring people together and share their lives. Everyone can do their own thing carefully. You realize that. One of the things they talk about is not sharing masks. Okay, How, raise your hand if you ever in your life thought, you know, they tell us to wear a mask. Okay, I'll just share it with Bill, my accountant. Nobody thinks that. Why, why do you have to say that? It's just dumb. We are. This is the dumbing down of America. Every single day is just, I cannot believe what I'm seeing and reading every day. All right, let's go to Thanksgiving. What do they say about Thanksgiving? Uh, you can have a small dinner with only people who live in your household. Yeah, thank you. You can prepare traditional family recipes for family and neighbors especially those at higher risk for severe illnesses, and delivering them in a way that doesn't involve contact with others. Just throw it over the fence. Having a virtual dinner and sharing recipes with friends and family, that sounds like fun. Just, uh, you know, you can Zoom or Skype or FaceTime with your aunt that you've already Zoom or FaceTimed or Skyped 8 billion times in the last six months. You can watch sporting events, parades, and movies from home. Yes, you could, except there aren't any parades, and which is a you know, Thanksgiving Day event, which is great. Now you're going to be able to see the, you know, the flying turkey in the air on uh, in Manhattan, but just in a block radius, they're going to be up in the air, you know, held down by golf carts. We already learned that. Oh, it's just incri- I I, I don't know. This doesn't surprise me, and yet it does as long as we're on the CDC, I mean, they posted stuff on Friday about how you catch COVID-19. It's airborne. It's not airborne. Then they changed it this weekend. I mean, we need to make up our minds, please. The director or deputy director uh, of infectious disease said, oh, it was posted in error uh, unfortunately, an early draft of a revision went up without any technical review. So the CDC is just allowing you know Betty to post stuff without any kind of review. Just oh, you know what? This is it. Looks like a new study. Yep, post. That's it. What's that, Doc? It's wrong. Oh, what's that? This was a uh, this was just a preliminary email that we were getting ready to have in drafts to send out if needed. Well, I just figured it needed to go up, so I put it up. Oh, okay. Thanks, Betty. We appreciate it. All right, we do have some breaking news. there's breaking news and of course that means that when as always when uh, CTF records news happens so when you hear that sound there there is breaking news here on chewing the fat in the CTF headquarters let's go to our man on the street who is in Louisville Kentucky right now as we speak Jeff how are things out in the street where are you and what's going on Well, I'm fine, Jeffy. uh, Right now, I'm fine. I mean, Louisville has uh, been bracing for this Brianna Taylor announcement. Uh, Right now, there's a state of emergency declared by the city and the police department. There's a curfew imposed. Roads are closed. Crowd control barricades. Businesses boarded up. And the National Guard has been activated. And we have uh, an announcement from the grand jury. I'm going to have to give you a quick announcement from the grand jury. Otherwise, I'm going to be kicked out because here comes the police and uh, the uh, the regular people, city workers who are asking me I'll be right there, I know I have to leave I'm just doing a report here in front of the, front of the courthouse for the grand jury okay, so just leave me alone I'm chewing the fat, this is chewing the fat show All right? I'm, 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 I'm live right now so uh, only one officer of the three has been indicted in the Breonna Taylor shooting death, facing charges of wanton endangerment your question uh, is exactly right, Jeff. Uh, first degree wanton endangerment. Uh, I, it, it sounds like uh, could be big trouble for this particular officer. <laughs> you never want first degree wanton endangerment. Hey, this is Jeff Fisher reporting live from Louisville. They're kicking me. I'm moving right now. I'm doing a live shot for chewing the fat. Okay, so back to you in the studio, Jeffy. I gotta, I gotta go. I, I'm leaving. Get your hands off of me. Thank you, thank you for reporting live. Breaking news here on chewing the fat. Of course, uh, Louisville, uh, Louisville, 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 uh, bracing for a uh, big trouble as a state of emergency has been declared by the city and the police department. A curfew imposed, road closed, crowd control barricades, businesses boarded up, National Guard activated, and uh, we'll see what happens after one of the three officers have been uh, indicted. With first degree wanton endangerment. This has been breaking news on Chewing the Fat. Of course, when CTF records, news happens. And when you hear this sounder, that means there's breaking news. Good day. <laughs>